Welcome back to the Capes and Tights podcast right here on capesandtights.com. I'm your host, Justin Soderberg. Once again, we're back with another creator. This time we have Matt Carr, who is the writer of Mise en Place, a CEX one-shot that comes out April 26th, again, at CEX Publishing. Written by Matt Carr, art by Lane Lloyd, letters by Sean Reinhart. Great book, amazing story, one-shot. Easy to pick up and purchase and read the 22 pages at your local comic book shop. Let them know you want it. It is on FOC here pretty soon, so check out that as well. So Matt, along with his wife Jenna, founded and operated Little Red Fox, a beloved neighborhood cafe and bakery, and Sugar Fox, a next-door ice cream and cake shop in Washington, D.C. for nearly 10 years, but decided to close up shop and sell the building and is now opted to write a comic book. So check that out. It's Mise en Place over at CEX Publishing. So we talked that, amongst other things, here on the Capes and Tights podcast. But before you listen, check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, as well as visit Spotify and Apple Podcasts to subscribe, rate, review, five stars, please. This time around, it's Matt Carr, writer of Mise en Place over at CEX Publishing. Enjoy, everyone. Welcome, Matt. How are you? I'm good. Thanks so much for having me on. Absolutely. Uh, and, and we're here to talk about comic books and stuff like that, but we're also here to just chat and, and hang out. How has your 2023 been going? Um, yeah, off to a pretty interesting start. Uh, I ran a, a cafe in D.C. for the past 10 years that we uh, just uh, kind of closed and sold the space and yeah so i've been actually have a lot of free time to work on comics and read comics before i start my like next day job hey you know what things happen for a reason and hoping that things move in the right direction for you but like i said talking about comics for sure is the fact that the benefit of us you uh moving on for the restaurant so you get this new comic book and i'm gonna say i i don't i speak english so this is a little harder because this is a french words right these are french words is it ms en place yeah, yeah, mise en place. It's like a, it's something they teach in like, you know, kitchens, especially like high end like French kitchens. Just like, I mean, Julia Child talks about in her cooking shows. It's just like doing all your prep work. That's mm -hmm. I think I had it in here as like getting ready or like before you cook or something like that, right? That's you know like chopping your vegetables. Mm -hmm. You know, having all your ingredients ready to go. So when you're ready to start firing something up, you've got everything in its place. And obviously that, that means that there's a reasoning is so you ran restaurants and stuff like that. So then you obviously, it makes sense to put that into your comic book because it's what you know, right? What you know, correct? I mean, <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, that's, that's what I was taught in uh, starting in like sixth grade, I think. <laughs> <laughs> you know. But before we get into that, really, I want to know, like, let's find out a little bit about you, Matt. That So tell us your comic book origin story in a sense. Like how was your journey? How did you get from potentially reading or collecting comics to the fact that now you're writing a comic book? Sure. Yeah. Uh, you know, I grew up in the nineties reading lots of like, you know, that all the great X-Men stuff was like a big collector back then probably took a long pause, uh, in like high school, college. Um, but then, uh, I lived in Portland, Oregon for a while and kind of started reading back, uh, reading more then. Um, I think I stumbled upon like some graphic novels, like blankets by Craig Thompson, 
my wife gifted me like a Sandman one year. So, you know, started kind of learning that there was more than just superhero stuff. Um, but then at the same time, I also started reading like some really great superhero stuff like uh, Invincible by Robert Kirkman. Um, and I just kind of started going full steam ahead uh, as an adult, getting back into it. Uh, in terms of like writing and creating comics, you know, I made comics when I was a kid, but <laughs> as an adult, uh, actually the start of the pandemic, um, I started taking classes at Comic Experience, which is like an online comic book school. Um, and that was just like, a total blast i just did it just to you know had some spare time um but it's a it's a really great community in school took classes on writing um you know basic intro to comic book art um and you know they eventually uh started their own publishing line which is uh what my first comic is coming out on and that's awesome so through, I, I, through cex and comics experience publishing is that the... yes yes and we, uh, a good friend of ours here at the podcast and, and Capes and Tights is uh, Joseph Schmalky, whose book is also coming around right around the same time yeah. as yours, uh, is also releasing his book over at, uh, at CEX. It seems like they're they're uh, gaining some traction and pulling out some pretty good quality books here uh, in the recent times. And I'm, I'm glad that I didn't hear about them really honestly until Joe, Joe, Joe messaged me. I just had never... Sure. I don't know why, but like I just I, he, Joe messaged me and he's like, "Hey, don't tell anybody yet." But you know, I decided to release Seven Years in Darkness with CEX, and so on and so forth. And that's when I started to like, I was like, "Who?" <laughs> and I had to look it up. But this is this my fault for not actually knowing. But I I was happy to read, it. and then it, then that makes me actually look at Previews World uh, when I get the actual book, and I'm like looking through what are they else they have publishing coming out, and that's where I stumbled upon uh, your book, and I'm glad I was able to do that because I got the chance to read it recently, and it's it's a it's a fun book. Is there a reason why you went with a one shot or, or is this something that CX wanted or something that you wanted, or is, is it just the way that it fit the story fit? Um, yeah, well, you know, uh, I've had a couple shorts published, but mm -hmm. as like a, a first time full issue, uh, uh, a one shot is a, uh, well, one for a publisher, I guess it's like a, a lot less of a risk. It's easier to sell, uh, you know, you don't have to pay for all the extra issues in case it doesn't do well. Um, and you know, as a very, new creator um it's definitely easier to tackle a single story as you know when you're starting out but, but with a with a one shot like this too with with uh this book you you have the ability to to continue it if you wanted to right i mean this story isn't really ending to a point where it's like yeah this is a finite ending it's kind of open-ended in a sense yeah yeah uh you know you want to kind of like tell your story but yeah i did leave it a little open-ended in case there was ever an opportunity to, continu to continue it it's definitely tough, uh, though, you know, keeping everything in like those 22 pages. Lots of editing has to happen to make that work. <laughs> you want to like show off what you got and, you know, make the story interesting, but you also got to like, you know, keep it tight. And that's one of those things. Some people can put too much into an issue or not enough. If you, if you have an ongoing series or a mini series, maybe the first issue doesn't have enough because you're setting the groundwork for everything. Uh, and if you have an yeah. ongoing, you may put too much in it. In a, in a one shot because you're trying to get it all into 22 pages. I feel like what you were able to accomplish with this is a, a, the availability to actually like make it worth reading, but not too much. And, and the art is amazing too. Is it Lane Lloyd? How did you get connected yes. with Lane? Yeah. Um, through, through CEX comics, um, okay. Paul Allor, um, 
he's a, he was one of my teachers. He's also a really great writer. Um, he wrote Hollow Heart for Vault. Uh, does a bunch of like Power Ranger, uh, Ninja Turtles stuff for uh, IDW. Um, yeah, he helped uh, project manage it, and uh, yeah, he found Lane and connected me with them. They have a just an incredibly kind of unique, expressive style that uh, mm -hmm. it made you know what could be kind of like a serious story. Kind of it made like the comedy and like pulpiness really shine. I think so. It was a great compliment to some it, the story yeah and i think there's just I, you don't see many comic books that i'm reading in more recent times of that look like that on the inside which is great i think it's like the simple almost flat uh, uh cartoony pulpy like you mentioned uh look that makes it so much that it stood out to me like it made me want to like stare at the pages a little bit longer which is pretty good whereas some books nowadays and i think in the big two is mainly uh, with marvel and dc they just all look the same and so when you're looking through the thing yeah. the artwork's amazing no, nothing against the artwork but sometimes you look through it, you're like okay i get what's going on here and you move on to the next page this just made me want to look at each page differently uh which was pretty cool and, and that's pretty cool to have complimenting your writing yeah absolutely yeah, when everyone's doing like the hyper realistic style, it is a bit harder to stand out, even though, you know, the, the talent level to get there is insane. But yeah, it does harder to, you know, stick out with your own style points. And on top of that, you have your cover. Uh, is it Nicole? I, I don't know how to say that her last name. Is it Goo? Uh, you know, I've only <laughs> emailed with her, but uh, Nicole Goo is how I. <laughs> Let's say sometimes you can that. just go on Google and just type in like, how do you pronounce this? And sometimes they come up and sometimes they don't. And so um, Nicole is an excellent cover artist on issue uh, on the, on the cover a uh, it's a very, very, very captivating. I mean, if I were just to judge a book by its cover and see this on the shelf at my LCS, I would a hundred percent pick this book up and be like, what the hell is this? Because it's very, it's a beautiful cover, honestly. Yeah. She's one of my favorite artists in the world. Um, she did uh everything is tulip it was actually eisner nominated mm -hmm. um fuck off squad is a great mm -hmm. one her and her partner do a lot of books together um yeah i just kind of reached out to her on a whim just you know kind of went with my first choice first and she just happened to have availability and was interested so uh yeah super honored to have her cover here and you have a variant cover too uh that, uh, that lane did i believe right too yes yeah and that's 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 that more in the style, obviously. Well. Yeah, it's it's more mm -hmm. in the style of what you see on the inside and the interior pages of the book, whereas yes. Nicole's book cover is a little bit more different. Uh, which again, I am a big fan of. I, there's like this conversation that I've had with multiple people about whether or not the cover should depict the art in the interior or should be different. And mm -hmm. I like how with this book, your cover A is the different one. And your cover B is the one that interprets the into, uh, interior art on the cover, uh, which is kind of cool. So you do get both. But it's cover A that's the one that's like more realistic than the interior, uh, whereas some, most people do the opposite, which I like that. It's pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, part of that's for marketing. You know, Nicole's mm -hmm. a, a lot more well-known. Um, Lane and I are, uh, you know, <laughs> uh, newer in, at this. So, you know, if we can get some more eyeballs on the book, you know, that's a, that's a huge win. The so before we I, I get kind of like thrown off here a little bit too, but like not not this is my fault, just you know, or it's early and not it's early in the morning for me here too in, in Maine. But um, it's just so people don't uh, who are listening to this might not know. Um, Mizzen Plus is a one shot from from CEX, like we mentioned. It's a solicitation on a previous world is ever, after consuming every animal on earth, 
humanity turns to the stars, enslaving, butchering, and consuming creatures from across the galaxy. But now the food is fighting back in spectacular, gory fashion. Tuck your napkin, tuck in your napkin for this messy, pulpy, over-the-top tale of bloody revenge. Dinner is served. And the, the big thing to me, too, when I read this description is that, again, like we mentioned at the top of this thing, is that you own a restaurant and that this is in the food service industry. I have spent, let's see now, 15 years in the food service industry. I was a uh, bartender, uh, bar manager. I now create uh, labels. For, we're a brewery restaurant, so I create labels for the restaurant, or for the brewery, I should say. Um, so work working in the food industry, whenever something contains something like that in, in the food service industry, I, it draws my attention because I'm like, oh, I know this. Like if I were to pick up a book about the forestry industry, I would not yep. know anything about it, but picking up something that you really have been involved in. And I think that some people don't, this can be said about every industry, but people don't understand sometimes what goes into working in the food industry if you haven't done it yourself. And mm -hmm. uh, that's one of those things where you ever go into a place and you have a big tipper. It's like, oh, they probably have worked in the food, <laughs> food industry, whereas someone who hasn't doesn't know the whole service industry thing. Um, but seeing that and having that as a background to this whole story, uh, made me really excited. Obviously, drawing from history, like we mentioned before, drawing from your past helps draw, write this, write what you know. Um, what else did you do any more research for? Or is this just basically your your life uh, working in the food industry that was able to make this comic book come from? Uh, yeah, most of it's from my head. Um, I did do a little research on, uh, I mean, I, I kind of wrote up with the idea of doing like a pulpy vegan propaganda mm -hmm. thing. Um you know, at my cafe, you know, we served, you know, meat, vegetarian, vegan options, you know, so I wanted to make something that was uh, kind of talked about overconsumption, but uh, without being preachy. So I tried to make it fun and pulpy, but still, you know, can make you think a little bit. But so the one thing I did research was uh, um, there's a interesting study about fish and how they can actually do feel pain. My dad took me fishing when I was a kid, like all the time. And it was, it was like an old uh, I don't know what you call it, but uh, I was always told that fish don't feel pain, yeah. but that's just some like passed around nonsense. That's like not actually true. So, you know, there've been lots of like tests on that and like they actually do feel pain. Uh, so, you know, just kind of use that as a little like intro to kind of like uh, put the reader on the other side of the table or, you know, make us feel what a turkey sandwich feels when it's being eaten. <laughs> yeah, a turkey sandwich an opportunity to uh have a little say in the matter yes exactly and it's also like this there's this uh yeah, yeah the, the um satire that or the the comedy in this book that had it's hyper real as well to like at the point where you can relate it to real life what's going on in the world that we we will destroy this planet and have to go find other places to get uh you know food or, or just living and seeing yeah. that and putting that as a base in a book but in a, honestly this is fiction uh but the idea that connecting it to the world we live in right now and it's you know obviously way in the future or 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 hyper uh you know fictionalized but having that connection is great too because it makes you feel like this could be real in a sense yeah and you know it just helps when you uh write about something you care about um <laughs> And so, you know, that just gave me some, uh, you know, a little little jet fuel to kind of get the creative process going when you really are uh, invested in something. 
I love how you mentioned the the uh, the, the veganism part of it. And the, in Maine, where I live, it, there's a we used to have we have these vanity plates that you can obviously any states can get. But for a little while, they were doing like you you submit your plate online. Someone in an office somewhere is like, yeah, that's appropriate. We can print that. So they print it and they send it to you and and, and so on. Uh, but then for a little bit in over like the beginning of like I don't know 2019, it was just so many people uh, applying for vanity plates. It just felt like too much of an overhead to just like to approve every single one. So the state of Maine just blanket approved everything. So you could oh, wow. get a plate that said love on it, but you could also get one that said fuck on it. So it was like, it was a really weird thing. And I think they were going to go by the idea of if you, if someone complains enough about the plate, then they're going to write a letter to the person saying, Hey, by the way, you have a still certain date to go get your plate changed. Cause it's inappropriate. Well, they, they rescinded that now. Now you're going back to the whole point where someone has to approve it. And there was this article in the paper the other day that said this person was fighting it because they got a letter in the mail saying they needed to change their plate. And it was mm -hmm. love, the plate was love tofu. And I said, well, first of all, you really have to love tofu to get a plate that says love tofu on it. It's just, that's a lot. Uh, but it wasn't the fact that it was inappropriate because of love tofu. If you actually read it, it looks like it says love to F you. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> and then I was looking at it. And it's this picture of this nice family parked behind uh, behind the car. And it says love tofu, and they're all excited. And they're like, "We really love tofu and our vegan lifestyle and all this other stuff." And, yeah. And I was thinking to myself, I'm like, "Yeah, but you've got these two. I understand you love tofu, but it looks like it says love to f you." And I'm just saying, like, that's a that's a tough. I don't know if I'd want that play, even if I love tofu that much. <laughs> uh hilarious but yeah so like that uh, reminded me i was reading this and, and you talked about the vegans and i'm reminding me this I, forever i'm going to remember this love to f you uh license plate and in, in their love for tofu <laughs> yeah um so when writing this comic book does this give you i mean obviously you're a writer as well as you you've written other things you've written shorts uh you are you have written some journalistic pieces as well is that true yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I worked uh, as a freelance journalist and for a couple of magazines uh, before doing food service. Do you think that after writing this book and, and having this book come out, I mean, obviously it hasn't hit the shelves yet, but it's about to, um, that you're going to want to continue writing comic books? Yeah, uh, working on the next one right now. Um, uh, the cafe I ran, Little Red Fox, uh, had a really like committed customer base. Um, they all like really wanted a cookbook, so kind of using that opportunity to uh, do a comic slash cookbook, kind of like a cookbook with comic strips in it. Um, attempting to write and draw it uh, with my oh. help from my wife, um, and I hopefully launch a Kickstarter for it actually in the next uh, like week or two. That's awesome. That's just thinking outside the box is I think what we need right now in the comic book industry. Not that saying things that people are doing right now are not good. I just think that sometimes we have, there's just so much, like there's just so much yeah. out there right now and content in general, whether it be TV or, or, or movies or, or comic books, having this one things that stand out are different. I think are huge and, and, and things like Kickstarter also helps this because it brings more attention and more, um, marketing to a side and explaining what this is because i can read what what your book this 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 one shot is in in previous world but you get that one paragraph i read like that's all you get yeah. from the entire thing but something like yeah. a kickstarter or or something like that gives you like a month long uh of sharing people sharing it and having little videos and things and explaining a little bit more what's going on probably is the best avenue for something that's a comic book slash cookbook because trying to explain that to someone and show them what it would be it would be a little harder just in this little paragraph inside of a big magazine that mostly people don't read <laughs> yeah absolutely yeah i mean the thing i'm uh kind of working on is uh 
like I know how to sell it to comic book people. What I'm actually trying to do is uh, figure out how to sell it to people who like don't know Kickstarter and yes. don't know comics. So it's it's a little interesting dynamic to uh, kind of, you know, there's like older folks that like went to my uh, cafe. So, you know, doing their age range from like teenagers through to, you know, like the, the 70, 80 year olds that like, you know, want the recipe for our peanut butter bars. Yes. So trying to make an all ages book that's you know you could read with your kids or be funny for an adult. So um, it's an interesting uh, situation, but it's it's made it fun. I love like creative problem solving. That's like my sweet spot and what I really enjoy. Yeah. Reading your this one shot with with CEX, I didn't get hungry, but I feel like if I read a comic book that is also a cookbook, like I, I mainly read in bed. I feel like I'm just gonna get like like reading it and be like, oh, peanut butter bars. That would be, honey, I'm hungry. Oh, and we got the recipes in there, so hopefully yes. that is. It's like me at two o'clock in the morning cooking in my kitchen with this like cropped up. Yeah, but, I, I as uh, someone in the food service industry, I have a ton of cookbooks, but it's like you know, once I go through them once or twice, I don't like go back to them. So the mm -hmm. idea is that there's like comic trips in there that like you know you really like or funny, like maybe you'd go back to them both for the recipe and to like reread the stories. Um, so that's the goal. That's that's awesome. I, you know, obviously that's in the future. You obviously have a book still coming out before then. And that is the, uh, as, you have to say it again. Say it again. How do you say Knees your name? Plus. Knees and plus. Okay. Knees. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it looks like mice in place. Yeah. My place, mice in yeah. place. Yeah. And I think one time I wrote it, Mize the Place, and I don't know if that whatever that means. <laughs> I do not speak French. <laughs> I just know what no, I've been told. Yes, exactly, right? So the book, I'm trying to, I, I'm lost for words right now for the book. The book is, is I'm glad you sent it to me because last week we, when we were supposed to record originally and we obviously got some timing uh, mixed up here, but like I was, I hadn't, got a chance to look at it so it obviously would have been a different conversation uh i'm trying to think wh why i love the book so much well, <laughs> but i do it's one of those <laughs> weird things have, have you ever like have you ever you probably have finished something i watched the movie babylon recently okay and, and i don't know if you've seen it or not but it's I'm aware of it i haven't seen it okay uh and at the end of the book i was like what the hell did or at the end of the movie i just what the hell did i just watch but it was more in the way that i didn't know if it was what the hell did i just watch was a good thing or what yeah. the hell did I watch was a bad thing. And it's yeah. like one of those things that like, I like that sweet spot, whether I, you don't know if you love something or you hate something and not the saying that I hated this book because obviously I didn't, but there was just something that stood out about it. I don't know if it was the, the pulpy cartooniness of it or the story itself. Um, uh, the lettering is unbelievable too. I didn't even mention the lettering yet. The yeah. lettering is, 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 is That's fantastic. John Reinhardt. Um, yeah. He actually, his lettering at Comics Experience. Um, so, and I have taken his class and I could have attempted to letter it myself, but he's just, he's such a, he really elevated every page. Um, and, you know, I know like uh, Lane, the artist's style is like, uh, you know, really expressive and like wacky and all over the place. I really wanted the uh, Sean to like kind of, you know, just bring it, really ground it all and bring it mm -hmm. all together. Just did that so wonderfully. I, I'm so happy with his lettering. 
And, and that's one thing that, I mean, people will a broken record. If people listen to the podcast, be talking about one thing that gets forgotten a lot is the lettering part. And, and I've had, I've spoken recently to two letterers on here to try to bring some attention to it because it does complete the book. I mean, your story is a framework yeah. uh, and, and obviously your script is what people are reading, but then obviously the artwork people see, and then people kind of almost forget that the bubbles and the words are in something. Someone had to do that. It wasn't just, yeah. it didn't just appear. You didn't just use it. I mean, some point down the road, which is sad, AI is probably going to be able to do it for you, which is going to be ridiculous. But someone actually had to physically do that. So it, sometimes it takes away from a book. Sometimes it adds to a book. And the perfect in-between there is one that you know it's there because it's done well, but it doesn't draw away from what you're looking at. And I think that the, the sound effects and the speech bubbles and all those things were, were, were perfectly done uh, in the book to complete the whole thing, as well as... Uh, I, you know, again, the story is just a little off the wall and I don't want to give any of the story away because I want people to read it. Um, but it, it's not your typical um, cooking comic book. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and, and I think it's complemented really well by by the artwork and the lettering as well in the book, as, you know, as a whole became a good yeah. book. I mean, bad lettering can really take you out of the, the reading experience. Is you be like, mm -hmm. oh, like, who's saying what? Or like, did I misread the order here? Like, and you know, you don't want to do that. You want to like stay in the flow and get lost in that. So yeah, super happy with how Sean did that. And I crammed a lot into that book. So <laughs> his expertise really helped uh, keep it together, keep the flow. And I have a PDF, obviously, of it. And it has this like yellow tint to it. Is that how it's going to be printed too? Yes, make it look yeah. like, that's awesome. I love that special, the small little tweaks that you make to a book to make it special like that. It's awesome. Yeah. You know, like an old little pulpy, mm -hmm. crazy, wacky book. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm guessing you're pretty proud of this book. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's a, uh, if I only ever make one comic, you know, I wanted to put everything in there and, uh, yeah, it's it's a little weird to ask all my friends and family to help like support it because like I don't know if I want like my grandma reading that. <laughs> uh, yeah, but yeah, yeah. no, yeah. you know it's got a good message. It's it's fun. It's wild. So, uh, and I had such a great team helping me. Mm -hmm. uh, Paul Allard is just one of my favorite writers. I'll project manage and edit it, and then you know Lane's art's amazing. Sean did such an incredible job lettering. Uh, yeah, so I'm. I look forward to it. It'll be a uh, on New Comic Book Day. Uh, or free April comic 20... book. I'm gonna do like a little signing at my local uh oh, nice. shop in Long Beach, uh, Pulp Fiction. So it'll be fun to uh kind of do some uh, in person chatting about it with uh, readers. Yeah, because it comes out April 26th. It's a perfect timing for that too, because it'll be out uh, right, right around a week or so before uh, Free Comic yeah. Book Day. It's awesome. That makes a perfect, uh, perfect timing. It's it's always one of those things that I feel like it always sucks to be like, if this book were to come out like May 11th or something like that, where you're like, oh crap, it's like I, I could do a signing on free comic book day, but it comes out like five days later. Yeah. <laughs> and then I have to wait an entire year to do something like that again. But no. Yes. Having a lot of people in the store will, uh, you know, I, it's hard to get people to pick up a, a book from a, a new, a new <laughs> writer, new artist. So the more bodies in there in that store that day, the better. I'm guessing, and I'm trying to figure this out. So you should, April 26th, you should be able to tell your comic book store right now uh, that you want it because uh, this, this episode yes, will come out still, this week. So will order it. Um, yeah. 
it's uh it's available through two distributors so they can still like still get it to you and you can also order yeah. direct through uh, cex comics mm -hmm. so it's definitely worth it everybody i mean it's a fun it's a simple one-shot comic book for five bucks so, like that's the other thing about these things is that like i've had conversations with a ton of people about miniseries versus ongoing and how i've now been at first i had the tune the tune of hating miniseries i want something to continue going but then i switched it to loving it because i can commit to five comic books like no one four or five comic yeah. books like that's not that much to commit to and you get a story you get a full you know intact thing you really can commit to a one-shot people like <laughs> that's the one thing like you pick up a book for five bucks you read it it's done and if it does super well and cx sees this and it does extremely well they're going to contact you and say is there any more in this world that you can do and move on from that but like one comic book people as an opportunity for you to read one quick 22 page comic book and, and support you know creators independent creators is is perfect in my opinion yeah you know and it's fun to have like you know you get the, the whole story if you want it you don't need to like get five other like related series to understand the context um you know i love superhero books but sometimes that can be like uh, overwhelming to catch up on everything so I, I do appreciate you know we can digest the whole story with a single purchase mm -hmm. at this point mention you mentioned that I, I the other day i picked i think i opened up my marvel unlimited and i was like oh one of my favorite series of all time is the secret invasion and civil war right around those same time and i was like oh maybe i'll read every connecting thing and i realized there's like 200 something of each series like there's 200 uh -huh. comic books that go together and i'm like i don't have time for that <laughs> so yeah. one comic book is, is this perfect it's a nice sweet spot <laughs> Or you could be like, um, as I said, Dr. Mark Guggenheim recently, and he had like five comic books out at the same time. And then like Cullen Bunn is coming on towards the end of the month, and he has like five comic books out at the same time. Yeah. And I'm just thinking to myself, I'm like, just to digest all those to have a conversation with someone <laughs> is a lot, let alone by the time we have a conversation, we make two or three issues of the same comic books, these comic books out. So I'm just like, first of all, how do you do it? Second of all, yeah, that is probably uh, it, yeah so a one shot's perfect for you <laughs> yeah <laughs> um uh, what are you reading right now is there anything you're reading right now that 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 people should are, are you just too busy with other stuff uh i don't know if you can see him on camera i actually had a couple books behind me i'm a huge michael sweater fan okay uh everything sucks it's on silver sprocket i just read great cartooning super hilarious uh and sarah so i just read this one with my kid oh that's awesome uh, it just has this incredible style to it. Just like super, super great all ages book. Mm -hmm. uh, eh. You can probably see Headlopper up there. That's like there maybe go. my all time favorite comic. Oh, Andrew yeah. McLean. Mm -hmm. Just, yeah. I, I don't know. People with like a really unique cartooning style is kind of what I've been drawn to lately. And just, yeah, his book's like unlike anything. That's awesome. I see you have uh, some Legos there too behind you. Oh, yeah. There's the Doctor Strange. Uh, yeah, yeah. Building. Mine's up there. I have one up there. Uh, you can't see it on the camera, but that's my Doctor Strange. I have a similar. It's not the exact same one, but it's a similar one. I have to keep it up really high because I let my son play around in here. And oh, yeah. He'll, he'll... <laughs> yeah. Like, there's I certain saw... ones where I'm like, where, what do I, he wants to, he likes motorcycles, just like pictures of, he doesn't like, obviously doesn't know much about him, but it's like, bike, bike, bike. And I have a little, uh, Walking Dead. Um, I think I have it here. Let me just grab it. For those who are listening, this is not very uh, entertaining, but it's this like Walking Dead 
Daryl motorcycle oh, nice. thing and he always wants it and i'm like yeah there's no way i'm hitting the two two-year-old <laughs> like yes. i don't care if he breaks it that's not so like means anything a little more control <laughs> but you know he's allowed to rearrange the characters but that's the thing a, is like i have these like little um like they came in like my wife got like two years ago got me like an advent calendar for christmas and they came with these like small like three inch or two inch um uh pop characters and he loves these and they can go around these and like okay this is this fits in his mouth he's got a pretty good mouth right now um but yeah he yeah, can play with those things <laughs> any anything uh that's small or or valuable or i don't want him to get into is up extremely high on top of the shelf and so <laughs> <laughs> and also i don't want him to fall and i don't want to step on a lego i know how that feels that's not fun <laughs> but uh your comic book uh my miss miss and plus I'm going to say it wrong every single time. Uh, it's spelled M-I-S-E space E-N space place uh, is available through CEX. You can get that now. Tell your LCS to order it. If you don't have a local comic book shop, which is obviously sad to you, but if you don't, you can get it on CEX's website. Uh, you can also look for it on Previews World. They have a, a covers and things like that on there as well. Um Matt, you are mattcar.me. That's my website. Yes, exactly. And I love that because uh, ME is the abbreviation for Maine. So that's easy to remember. Uh, <laughs> and you've got some things on there like Coffee Shark as well and Out of Touch uh, pieces on there as well. And a little bit more information about your one shot over at CEX. And you can follow your social on there as well. But if you don't want to go directly to that, people, you can go at Everybody Tastes. Everybody Taste on instagram and twitter right yes exactly that's um, like a blog i ran back in the day everybody takes okay. the music blog back when mp3s were still a thing what did i just see i just saw someone with a mini disc player oh wow i was like oh i remember those those that was like that was like a hot second they had mini disc players yeah but yeah I, I never fitted to that one <laughs> <laughs> and then on the, the the last of us tv show um l ellie she had a uh walkman walk oh and, yeah yeah, yeah and classic. I remember, that i can get Yes, but it was just funny too. I like, like, I always try to think of my wife and I try to like put together the words of like what something that's taken over the entire like googling something is searching something and Kleenexes and Xeroxing and it's like Walkman was that and some people yeah. don't understand that that was actually the name of Sony's tape player. It was yeah. not just that a portable tape player has now become called a Walkman, no matter what whoever yeah. made it. Uh, and that's kind of funny seeing her on that show with a Walkman. I'm like, oh my god. I'm gonna yeah. be 37 in May, and I'm not that old, but I still I feel old like, like seeing that. <laughs> but yeah, so CEX uh, has uh, your combo coming out. Check that out, April 26th. If you don't get a chance to uh, to tell your LCS, I'm sure they'll have copies of it on the shelf. But if not, again, CEX website has it, and there's two covers for it. So be a doll and get both of them, right, Matt? Woo! Yes, please. <laughs> cool. It's completionist. It's a one shot, and there's two covers. There you go. Get two yeah. issues, not too much. One for displaying or or bagging and boarding, and one for reading. And, and there you, you know, keep it. This actually would be kind of a cool as like a mini series TV show too. After I read it, it was kind of kind of cool, uh, uh, you know, animated show because you use the same animation style and did mm -hmm. it in the in, in the uh, Cartoon Network thing so i'm pitching that out there for you too so that you can get picked up i love that <laughs> <laughs> you're like i'm not gonna complain about that at all <laughs> sounds good to me <laughs> but yeah so check that out and then i said follow matt on uh an instagram and, and see his uh stuff and look for that kickstarter coming out at some point uh we'll look for that as well uh and we can if you let me know about it we can feature it on the site too 
Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. Share that out there into the ether of the internet. But uh, thank you so much for waking up early and, and being with me. I, I'm going to a comic book show in uh, New Hampshire, which is about a four hour drive from me in April. It's called the Old School Comic Show. And it's literally just creators, which is really cool to, to me and my oh, buddy. Awesome. Like it's just comic book creators and vendors. There's no like celebrity guests or anything like that. They're the celebrities yeah. that we like. The Jim yeah. Starlin. Jim Starlin is the celebrity guest for this oh. thing. So like yeah. that to me is a celebrity. And I texted him and I was like, hey man, do you want to like leave at eight in the morning and get there an hour after it starts? Or do you want to like get up and leave at six so we can get there when it starts? And he's like, I guess I can get up once early once a year. And I'm laughing. Yeah. I'm like, I got up at 5.30 this morning because my son. So I don't know what yeah. you're talking about. <laughs> All of his kids are like eight, nine, ten years old now. So I'm like, mine's two. He gets up early. So I don't early to me is 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 nothing. So we're looking forward to that. But yeah, I was laughing when you said you would wake up at six o'clock in the morning. I was like, I kind of feel for you, but I'm kind of like I'm up anyway. <laughs> it's my wife who I had to kick out of the bedroom so we could do this. So, <laughs> so okay, sorry to your wife. That's that's I, I you know. <laughs> But it, she she'd be happier. She's happy if you sell a bunch of comic books. So if we can get one person to buy a comic book because of this, yeah then they all get it, right it. it's all worth it so thank you matt so much for coming on again everybody mattcar.me or follow everybody taste on instagram and twitter uh for more information about that and pick up uh busy plus on cex and, and tell your lcs you want a copy of it because it's great thanks matt thank you so much appreciate it